Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today we'll be listening to the second part of a clubhouse room discussion from the clubhouse archives and it's titled Where Things I Used to Believe and we continue sharing some crazy things we used to believe as a result of magical thinking and our Nigerian environment, many things we used to believe without evidence. So more people share some things they believed when they still had magical thinking. So if you had to subscribe, please consider subscribing. This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and many other places. So or just check out the pod page below. The link is in the description below. So now let's go and listen to the second part of where things I used to believe. Gooby, you're welcome. Good evening, sir. How are you, sir? I do all right, sir. We are we are talking about where things we used to believe. What where things did you used to believe or which uh, lamba you chop back in the day? Ah, my brother, I chopped everything. Ah, yeah, he told me some. He told me some. <laughs> but um, in the midst of the chopping, you know, that's the thing with indoctrination. When you start putting things inside the heads of people before they can think, then at the point that they can think, it's already too late. The brains are already padlocked. So, I mean, no, my brother, you know, my own issue is that um, there has to be a separation. You have to grow beyond the, what I call the infantile things, right? So the first thing that I used to believe was, ask and it shall be given unto you. That was the beginning and the end of my, my journey with religion. It started to go south when I realized this thing is not correct. And I used to challenge everybody, this line is not correct. And then, of course, apologists, they will come and start telling you all kinds of stories that, you know, sometimes God is putting... I mean, the stupidest one that I ever heard in my life was if somebody is praying for a car, but God knows that tomorrow uh, you are going to have an accident in that car. He's not going to give you the car. And I'm just like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because there are accidents every day. Is God not protecting them? But, of course, because human beings... And religion, we, they, we, we always tend to be very selfish. It's always all about me. Oh, the plane crashed. Everybody died, but I survived. Praise God. It does not make any sense. You know, I'm sure as we, as we keep talking, they will all be coming back to me one by one. Let me just allow other people to talk for Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Mr. Kingsley, you're welcome. Anything for us? Hi, everyone. Believe me. Remember. So, what weird things do you used to believe? <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. Oh my God! No one comes to the Father except through me. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Very well indeed. That's the old. Who is the Father? Who is the Son? But they are all one. <laughs> anyway, they are part of the weird things I've had in life, and um. Another thing that I keep hearing on daily basis is like, if you, I'm, I'm Igbo anyway, I'm from the Southeast. If you ask uh, most of my brothers, 
and um, about the identity, they tie it up to Christianity, which is really absurd. Like your your identity isn't tied to your religion. I don't have a problem if you want to be religious, but you can't tell me that um, I ask you who you are and you tell me you're a Christian. That's crazy. So it's part of the weird things that I keep hearing. But as time goes on, I'll still be remembering them and I will contribute. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, this is the Free Thinkers Hangouts. Please follow the house. Uh, follow the speakers. Follow everybody in the room. Let us uh, let us rub minds together. We we try to do these rooms like this every week to to build our small community. Small, 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 small. So, where things I used to believe. Who has noticed that uh, I don't know if I, I, I think majority of the people that are anti-vax that are against this vaccine, they are religious people. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, they, they see, it's easy for them to just believe that your, your DNA will be changed and you become something else, you become this, you become without any goddamn evidence. Do you know how many pastors died because of this last year? It's good. Last okay. year, in the US, do you know how many pastors that died? The problem Nons. is not enough Nigerian pastors have died for... for <laughs> this guy is okay. Seriously, if people like Oedipo, Adeboye, Oyakilome, they, they die. And coronavirus, that should be Joshua said, I won't be surprised if it's coronavirus that killed him. They will bury it. They not told us why he died. Coronavirus. Mm. So if you find out like five big pastors, people will start thinking, say, eh, 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 eh. Eh, eh, what's going on? Some will still rationalize, but a good number will say, ah, God is not with this one, Ishao. Make a go collect that. They will say, God give it, God take it. They will make an excuse. <laughs> we are in trouble in this country. <laughs> God give it, God take it. Hey. God will always do his will. Oh. God gives to whoever is going to give. But That's yeah, one of the things that people ah. always say. Well, when people are saying that um, there's even when I tell people that do you know how many children I said before you wake up tomorrow that about how many children die on a daily basis I've forgotten that number the statistics if it's if, it, if it's ten thousand or so I have to find out about ten thousand children die every day of starvation malaria and many curable diseases in Africa but when I tell people I said this country they are the most religious these people are praying that these children do not say that is the evil of man. See, these people don't have these people are world. innocent. Uh, exactly. Adam ate the apple. Adam and Eve. This is one this is the one thing that almost got me into trouble. So um was like two years ago when I just became an atheist. Somebody posted one video. I've told this story before. Maybe some of you were in that group, um, one room that I shared this story. Okay. I shared um there was a video that someone someone shared. The thing pissed me the fuck off. So I took that video and I posted it on Instagram. I, because that time I was angry. You know, first year when you find out you live the lie. I don't know, maybe it happened to I'm, you. It's still happening to me. Year, That's why I'm ranting it. Is. I, see, I see the, I'm seeing that face. I, <laughs> I was ready to debate anybody that first year. I was very angry. So I, someone posted this video. I took the video and I posted it on my Instagram. I put all, I tagged all this hashtag. This video was uh, like a school bus. Someone, some of you might be familiar with it. It was a school bus carrying children, little children. I, I don't know if they were going home or they were going to school. <clears throat> and there was something flying. The thing was kind of like a blade. The thing cut the bus in half. Like, it cut the bus in half. And the bus kept moving. 
Then there was one little girl that was that was on the floor in the bus. She was the only person that survived. See blood popping out from people's um, neck. Everybody was headless, beheaded. And the, the, guess what song we were playing? Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. That thing pissed me off. Okay. I was going. I felt like I was going to explode. That's all. Love just loves you. All these other children, these innocent children that died. Those ones, their own, their lives, exactly. Their lives don't matter. But that single person that happened to be on the floor at the time that thing happened, Jesus loves that one. That you, where is our humanity? Lost. It's like the more Christian you are, the more selfish you don't care about oh, other people. You have no idea. You get a promotion. Other people, people who have worked hard, you say it was favor. Mm-hmm. Grace. People who deserve it, people who went to school, who went to study, people who spent a lot of money educating themselves and building themselves up to be qualified for a job. They didn't get the job. You, you got it because of some kind of connection. And you say it's God's favor. That we've lost our humanity. Sorry, I want to say something in addition to what you just said now. Yeah, I, I, I do agree that a lot of... Um, religious people literally christians can be very very selfish and this is there was um i had one experience that is a very good example of this so there is this friend of mine uh in it was, it was actually an episode of my podcast like one of the early episodes that i did so i hosted this debate between uh the annihilation view of hell and eternal conscious tormental view of hell so the annihilation view of hell is basically that people that end up in hell uh are destroyed by god it's not like they it's not like they continue to exist and continue to be tortured for eternity. That people that hold that view don't like they don't believe that that's what happens. You know, they just believe that they are they cease to exist basically. Now the other guy, the eternal conscious domain guy, they, they like they were of course they were arguing and all that, and he said something, and this made me just realize how this guy thinks. Like it, it made me understand his thought process. He said he started his opening statement by saying Christians that believe in uh annihilation because he was defending eternal conscious torment. It was like Christians that believe in annihilation, that the scripture is so clear that the reason why they believe in annihilation is because they are not sure of their salvation. So they are they are just trying to they are trying to believe in something that is not so scary. So at the end of the day, they are like, okay, even if I end up in hell, I won't be tortured for eternity. Now this says a lot about this guy. It says it 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 shows that what he's thinking about, like when he thinks about salvation, hell, and all that, he doesn't really think about other people. He doesn't think about he doesn't think of it from the perspective that okay, even if I get saved, does it really make sense that people are getting tormented forever? Because he's looking at somebody that uh that has come to a different conclusion that doesn't believe that people are tormented forever, and the only thing he can come up with is that you are just taking that view because you are not sure you are saved. So he projects his own insecurity on, on other people. It's like, if you don't, if you don't think that people that are not saved are going to be tortured forever, it's because you are not sure of where you are going to. And I think that is just telling. And it was, it was later on that I really thought about it. And I was like, hmm, this is, this doesn't show that this person is a really, like this, this guy is a moral person. And that was just what I wanted to say. I don't know if you, if you get what I, what I mean. Oh, I get you. I get you well. It is... Oh. <sighs> Christians, the matter... You just be... Face palm moments every now and again. Things that they do, things they say, the way they think, 
is oh. <clears throat> uh, by the way if you are a nigerian i don't mind i don't mind becoming a christian once again i'm giving room for that if, um, oh why the people that used uh, this christian you know the, the, now they have, to, they have to admit a lot of some of the things that uh, they did in africa you know this uh, christianity was used as a tool to invade africa so until yeah. until this 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 religious heads are willing to embrace that side of history, and then we can have a discussion. You know, we can have a discussion about uh, religious doctrine, providing I, I see it uh, they provide a psychological tonic, you know, for people to cope with the unpleasantness of human experience. You know, when you tell people that. Uh, uh, your belief system, there is a reward for all your sufferings. Yeah, it's the reward for it is in heaven. Uh, when you die, you get to have 70 regions or whatever it is like <laughs> the other religions say, you know. Uh, and these, these are providing things for you to, to sell hope to you, you know. But, but I, I still have to respect the fact that at some point in time, uh, you know, back in the years, like, you find out that this religion served as prerequisite to to morality, you know. But right now, the world is changing. We are waking up. We are Moral, morality, morality is not dependent on religion anymore. So, and uh, that, that is the struggle. They don't want to still embrace what the world is all about right now. So, but, but I still respect the fact that they are making amendments. To I tell think. you that uh, this, yeah, of course they are making up. When the Pope tells you that uh, people who go for confession, you commit a crime, they can still report it to the police and all that. And they are making amendments. We have churches who are embracing same-sex same marriage. It means they are open for us uh, amendments. But they keep defending they the priests. They are priests uh, that rape children. Uh, they will. They, they will still get to that. So it's just like to tell you that the world is evolving and they don't want to be left, left behind. So what they are struggling with is maintaining their congregation. So Business. it's just like, yeah, it's just like when, when we talk about, when we talk about, uh, you know, the customs around the world, the, this doctrines, like I, I, I keep telling people, religion is am amalgamation. Religion is just an amalgamation of cultures, you know. Especially when you talk about Christian religion, you know, we started in the Middle East, moved to the Europe and to the European shores, and uh, it was transformed before it was being sold to Africans. So, if you if you look at it, you know, not just Christianity, but culturally, you find out that. One of the things that bring about these changes around the world is social contingencies, you know, and um, pragmatic considerations. You know, these are the major things, the major factors. And, uh, you know, if, if some people within this religious sect say that they no longer want this, just uh, like uh, the Lutheran version of uh, Christianity, you know, they revolt and they can, they can go their way. That's, that's the beauty of it. So I respect everybody's view. And uh, just like I say, uh, Christianity or the Bible, the Quran house uplifts its usefulness. So it's no longer important to me. The earlier the people know about this, the better. Thank you. Are you, are you done? Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things that you just said is, um, is very debatable. <clears throat> like what you said about um, the religion coming from 
the Middle East and coming to going to Europe and spreading to Africa. You know, there are many people who believe that this religion actually started in Africa. Like someone, I don't, I can't remember who this person was. Some crazy African American. He said some of these African Americans. I usually say that. Yeah, that they are embracing spirituality. Yes. Okay. Look, if you go to Africa, like the Egypt now, you, 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 I don't know if you've heard about this before this, uh, before the Egyptology, like people tend to call it. The thing about Africans is that Africans believe in spirituality. I try to use the term spirituality because, you know, presently you can see an African man who, African man who believes in his culture and at the same time, you know, embraces another foreign religion. So it means that if you can be able to separate those two things, you know, you, you can actually say you, you are practicing the culture on the physical level because most culture, most African culture, like my evil culture is intertwined. Is interconnected with both on the physical and the spiritual plane. So that is why you see people bearing names when their names, when you loosely translate their name to English, there is always a spiritual undertone to it. But that person can decide to ignore the spiritual undertone and still understand that this is part of my, and that is a struggle with other religions, for religion, why they have not totally annihilated, uh, the, the culture, the, the spirituality in Africa. Now, the reason why I mentioned uh, amalgamation, if you remember vividly, I said amalgamation of different uh, culture is that you mentioned, you know, it's being debatable that this religion actually came from Africa. What came from Africa is the spiritual life of Africans. You know, they took those things and took some other elements, you know, and transformed it to what it is. It keeps undergoing transformation. What it was, that is why if you go to, if you go to Christian, I talk about Christianity a lot because I was indoctrinated into it, you know, without asking questions until I became an adult. So if, if you, if you take Christianity, for example, and you look at the Vatican City, you will see that even during the time of Constantine, they had so many ecumenical councils. Those ecumenical councils were actually, you know, coming together of people that really, you know, was at the helm of affair and, and the religion to modify these things. So they are totally modified. It served as a tool because, you know, a slave, slavery was, you know, the religion was used as, I, I think, um, I don't, I can't really remember the verses, but I know for certain that, you know, these verses we are used to enslave people, to make people believe that, you know, we are, we are, you know, superior being the new Africans. So you, you go about, you go about even the evil, even the spirituality in Africa right now is operating, you know, is being sustained under the small screen of Christianity, especially in the parts of the world we're living. So it's, it's, it's too, it's complex, you know, but the important thing is that the, the Judaism in the Middle East, you know, the, the Christ that we talked about in Christianity, you know, is, it can be traced to present day Syria. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I said Middle East. And the first person that moved was Paul. I think it was Paul. When Paul moved from, from a particular place and went to another place. So they started fusing Greek mythology, started, f which the Greeks that you're talking about traveled down to, to, to Africa and they took a whole lot of myths from there and, uh, you know, came back to their place and they, they found the need to 
replicate what, what they brought from from Egypt. So Thank you. I like where you are, I like where you are going now because it's like you are going to where I, where I was coming to. I was about to <laughs> exactly. ask you uh, because yeah, I'm exactly. not. Um, I'm I not, agree, but the thing is, I'm not an expert in this. Yeah, if we concentrate on it, you know, that means we are we are drifting from what the topic is all about. So that I just wanted to touch it, touch it a little bit to make you know <laughs> that I understand what you're saying. So, and we had we had the what's it called the the Germanic and the 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 Nosh and the, yeah the whole lot of them all those things we have fused they were fused together so that's why I say it's an amalgamation of uh, different religion because they just wanted one God yeah, everybody would just it was just a means to unify the world but it didn't work exactly say, exactly my point if you, if you listen to what I said it has outlived its usefulness yeah. It has, it has outlived it. Like it's no longer important because that was back then. It didn't work. So people are still holding on to it because, uh, of course, you know, the, the human experience is always looking for something to satisfy. Like I said, it serves as a psychological topic to the unpleasantness of human experience. Thanks, Dean. Yes. Um, let me just add something to what you just said. Um, it might not be 100% accurate because I know I've, I've listened to so many people, so many materials. Um, and I've also talked to some Jews personally, and these people don't believe in Jesus. So what these people believe is that they believe that with the help of Josephus, I don't know if they even existed in the same time, Josephus and Constantine, they came together to create this religion that will be better than Judaism. That's why I might be wrong. That's why the headquarters of Christianity, or let's just say Roman Catholic, is in Rome and not Israel. And what I, we're trying what to make a God that was bigger than their own God. It's the unification. The Judaism God. No, it's unification. Huh? It's unification. They, they co-opted the, the Jewish story. That's why you see that the Gospels are referring to Isaiah, to pass in the Old Testament, so as to validate the New Testament that is the spin-off from it. So it's still that unification, exactly. the unification, as Kisley says, the unification goal to, to exactly. make the, and Quran the Jewish too. people. Like, mm-hmm, the Quran too. And the Quran too is also using the same scriptures. And yeah. they're now telling you that Muhammad is the final prophet. Final prophet. So it's only the most up-to-date. Yes, updates. Part so all around their whole scriptures. <laughs> Where part. does that leave John Smith though? Because yeah. isn't John Smith another newer Joseph Smith, Joseph, oh, That one has come. Joseph Smith. That one has come. Mormon. <laughs> Joseph Smith is a no con man. I like that one, Richard, because, because they allow you to marry more. Than, they allow you to, women, women to marry you. So yeah. as I did now, I feel marry like four wives, just like Islam. <laughs> Joseph Smith has come on. Gooby, where did you say something? Yes. Um, I think um, Kingsley had actually mentioned something about um, still going back to Christianity. I don't know how in my own world that will be possible because the only way I can ever go back is if I have sound evidence. And this is reminding me of a conversation I had with one of my friends. Well, sorry to interject. I was being sarcastic. Okay. Oh, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I will still share the story anyway. So she was, she is a, a Christian mama. And me, I, I, I used to just tell her, Madam, 
all these things I don't understand. And she has polio. And because she has polio, she keeps on holding on to Christianity as a way for her to be delivered from this polio. The problem is that I cannot tell her, you know, I can't be so strict with her and tell her, Madam, forget about this thing, you're not going to be cured. But I also don't want her to be taken advantage of by all the different, because she keeps going around from one church to the other. And of course, this false hope thing. So I just try and lead her there with my words, but I don't want to tell her wholeheartedly. This is, this is the way it is. So I remember one of the conversations that we had once and she just couldn't understand how I didn't believe in God. And I couldn't believe how she, how she believed in God. So we, we basically got to this point and I asked her, come, do you know that if there were if we were presented with evidence, I would believe in God, 100%. If the evidence suggests this, I don't have a problem with it. Now, let me turn the question to you. If there's 100% evidence, this is hypothetical anyway, that there's no God, will you stop believing in God? And she said no. So I told her, the issue is not whether God exists or not. The issue is that you want God to exist. And so evidence is not going to help you in any way. Typical. I don't know, have we experienced anything like this in our own? Yes, they say um, nothing can change my mind. Nothing. When someone says that you are you are already, there's no conversation with such a person. You are wasting your time. You might as well go and watch paint, <laughs> go and watch paint dry on the wall. It's dead, dead on arrival. Yeah, no, it's okay, it's, okay, it's okay for someone to say they believe in God. Like, I hope I'm not interjecting anybody. But when you tell me that you believe in God, I, I will ask you, do you believe in God based on your own experience or based on an offshoot of someone's experience? Of course not. Now, now the thing is, I, will ask, I always, you know, challenge the person. It's more like I'm putting it up to you to experience God. Forget what you know and experience God. You wake up in the morning. If I'm breathing air and anything is inexplicable to me, I, I, I call it God. Since God is unknown and unseen, right? So if I feel love, that is God. If I'm expressing love, and the God you're seeing. So how else will you want me to tell you that these things cannot be given, you know, those things that you feel that are inexplicable is what you can call God. And that is what the Bible is always telling you. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all about people's experience. So I would challenge you to experience that same God without hanging on to what the Bible is telling you. Then you see that you have no reason to hold on to that thing that the Bible is telling you. It's simple. I think, but I think that one of the issues that people have, that's why I don't really feel, I don't know if I should feel sorry for them because I was once in their shoes and nothing could convince me. I told you that this, my whole journey, it took me almost two years to finally decide to look at, to look for evidence. The seeds were planted. Little by little, little by little, it was until it was one class that completely blew that that, that just just blew the ocean out of the water. It was I happened to be taking after taking all these classes and uh, talking to people, some Jews, and seeing that some people don't believe, and I was seeing them as crazy. I was forced to take one class, two classes actually. You know, I was forced to take one. The other class was like I was a prerequisite for a program I was trying to get into. I was taking anatomy and physiology. 
at that time, which is something. But I was not forced to take humanities. I was not really a fan. But this instructor kept on giving us assignments. And this textbook that he chose, this textbook dissected, he entered into Quran, Buddhism, Bible, scriptures. You see scriptures from these books inside this humanities book. It took us back to the Stone Age, when men, when there was no vegetation, when, it, when men were, um, were hunters and, uh, and that was how we survived, that we're hunting. Men, how we evolved to the vegetation. They, they call this thing, all this era. This thing has been a very, it has been a long time. It's not fresh in mind, but some of you already know what. So all they say, that, this, that was the first time I was forced to question this. And I looked at, and I was taking anatomy at that time. And we had a skeleton. We had, I now looked at the ribs. I looked at male and female ribs. I asked the instructor because I wasn't convinced still because I saw that they are equal. I was still, I had to ask the instructor. He said they are equal. I said, are you sure? He looked at me like, does this guy know what to say? They are equal. That's nothing. So this thing refutes the Bible in here. OT refused in here. Because the Bible says that, it, that they took one, one rib from Adam. So if they took one rib from Adam to create Eve, how come that rib went back there? How come they have equal ribs? That, that was when I now went into the Bible. The first thing I asked, I, asked, I went on Google and said, is there a God? I was expecting that I would see complete yes. Then I started seeing YouTube videos, debates, Christopher, uh, Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Voila. <laughs> that was where this thing opened me up. I now started spending money. I bought Bible audio copy, two different versions of my Apple books. I read it. I, I listened to the thing cover to cover. I finished that one. I, I said they have to be true because one of the things that I could not wrap my, my head around was if there is no God or if Christianity is wrong, they have to be a religion that is right because how did we get here? Someone created us. I didn't create myself. And that is one of the things that these people still add. This is still one of the, the major arguments that many of these religions, because they'll be like, okay, because they don't, they're not comfortable with the fact that they're not comfortable with the answer of I don't know. Yes. Nobody's comfortable with I don't know. They know that if it is not, then who created us? There has to be somebody, whoever that person is, we want to worship that person. That's why some people, that's one of the reasons why some people, that's one of the reasons, and the second reason is, people be, some, some people are scared of death. And that's one of the things that makes religion sell. They say if you don't subscribe to this religion, when you die, you will be born for all eternity. And all of them have their different versions of hell. So for that, for those two major reasons, that's what, that's my own personal, that's my opinion. That those are the two main reasons that if those two reasons, if those two questions can be answered satisfactorily, religion will be nowhere. Thank you. Wow. That is, that is a, that's a fantastic story. This is why I really like um, hearing people's story because people came from different points to reach this I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry to cut you yeah. that's one of the reasons why I appreciate what um ranting atheist is doing and um and Oname John because it is those little seeds one person that is listening to you just saying this is bullshit 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 one day you so one day you will be that person will be forced to think that what if this guy is saying, telling me the truth yeah. what if what if I'm wrong 
That's what's going to make it's not one day something. I myself, I, I listen to, I used to just turn this thing off. The first time I watched one of these debates, I was like, this thing is flawless now. Until when these guys started making points, I was like, wow. So debates exist. If something is real, you don't have to, de- it's just like, let us start debating now that the sky is blue. If something is obviously true, there's nothing to debate. That's why now, that's why you have to now differentiate between faith and faith, faith, belief and knowledge. You can't have faith in something that you already know. Knowledge cannot be equal to faith. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you. I took your time again. No, Allah, no, you can go back. I'll not interrupt you again. That is most like what you just said now. When something is for you, don't need to debate. When people we, we keep doing this debate of God, God. Let us see it. Because we keep saying him, him. We have a, does God have a penis? I keep asking that. We keep asking that question. When we keep saying him, him, him. Does God have a penis? Enore, you want to say something? The personification yeah. of God. <laughs> yeah. To the, to the point of sowing seeds, I had a conversation with a friend recently because I was I said something about my WhatsApp status and he's like, oh, I stopped reading your WhatsApp status because you're going to cause me to backslide. And I said, if I cause you to backslide, that means your faith is not strong to begin with. And so he actually came into town recently and we did lunch. And so we started talking religion. He was like, yeah, you know, he reads the Old Testament and struggles with it. And he feels like God is just throwing temper tantrums all over the Old Testament. Exactly. And I'm like, well, I mean, I said, you, you, you have, I'm like, you, well, you have sense. So I won't even like spend too much time with you. It was a matter of time you figure out where you land. But his mom's a pastor, his wife is religious. So people like that, it will take them time or, you know, they just, you know. But my thing is, if you want to hold on to belief, that's fine. It's when you think, like one of my biggest pet peeves, if you tell me that the Bible is the inerrant, inspired, non-self-contradictory word of God, I can't even have a conversation with you because to me, you're, you're too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the world will fix you. I don't even know yet. But when you, I was like that. Uh, I'm like, well, I just laugh because I'm like, it doesn't contradict itself. Are you? Do you want me to start pulling up and then they will, when, you, when you now pull up examples, they'll say, well, that's translation. Uh, okay, like, we, can't even, we can't even have a conversation. But yeah, so in season, I'm like, my goal is just to get people to think, right? Why do you believe what you believe? If you can satisfactorily, satisfactorily tell me, I'll leave you alone. But when you start telling me, hey, yes, my God never fails me. Like my sister was like, my God never fails me. I'm like, hey, where was he when your mother was in the hospital dying? Eh, I don't want to talk about it. No, let's, let's talk because you are here telling me God will do it for me. God will do this for me. And eh, where was the God when your mother was dying? So my, I'm just like, I just want people to think. I don't know if you want to hold on to stuff because of one reason or the other, that's fine. But I just want you to believe because you have thought about it and your belief gets and small. Like that's, that, then I'll leave you alone. That's all I have. Makes sense. Uh, let me quickly uh, answer Enori. Enori, the reason why the people say it's uh, self-contradictory is if you look at some verses, you will understand the 
that most uh, biblical scriptures are ambiguous. They're ambiguous, and uh, the Bible itself is, is allegorical, so it's full of allegories. So if you try to take this interpretation to match another interpretation, that is why, to me personally, I still see the Bible as one of one of the you know best books out there because I can literally take the Bible to go and watch like hundred million people, <laughs> and I will give it interpretation to make money for myself, and I will still have somebody give it inter- different interpretation. Look at the church today. Yeah. Look at the church today. How many denominations? They are preaching different things, and you see them challenging each other. So it's to tell you that this thing is open to a whole lot which contradicts itself. And look at where we are pre-colonial time. Look at where we are when, you know, first interaction the Africans had with, you know, uh, uh, Europeans. What happened? Why, why do we don't, why are we so, you know, excited when people talk about the problem of religion? That is one thing that makes me crazy till today. So it's served as a tool. It's not that we're not that smart. It's because we are not still open to reasoning. And the only way to correct this thing is our education system. Like I was having a conversation somewhere. One of the major things that we lack is critical thinking. You know, when kids are growing up, we still use this religion, you know, to, to shut them down. Instead of allowing them, you know, with that their curious mindset to grow with it, to find a way to cut it off. I think that's one of the best solutions. But coming to what you said, I just have to chip in to tell you that, you know, based on this, it's ambiguity. It is, it is self-contradictory. Ah, uh-huh. the Bible is. Uh... It's a complete mess. I remember I, I, I said it in one room like that, that Christianity is the most confused religion. And the Christian, they took it very personal. Saying, yeah, I should stop. I'm like, excuse me, I'm, I'm stating fact. It's not my own truth. If we sit down here, we are going to break down the different uh, sects of, of uh, Christianity. How it spins off into hundreds of thousands. Uh, it is, it's a, a tiring topic, but that's a story for another day. Just like one website, wow. one, wow. one, one website is telling you that you, you, you can enslave people, the other minute is telling you that you can free people, you're just crazy. Mm-hmm. No, one by one, one website says um, that that there are about 45,000 um, denominations of Christianity, but that one doesn't really sound um, believable. But according to worldchristiandatabase.org. He says 9,000. Mm-hmm. That one sounds more believable to me, but I've heard in so many debates that they say 45,000. And that was I in 2019. Somewhere, the, the five main, main sects of Christianity, they are like Z5 or 6 of them. Maybe that one, I wrote it somewhere. Z5, yeah. Anglican, Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Protestant, yeah, Restorationism, something like that. Then that, I, that Protestant is broken down into many. Ah, for see Protestant. There was Southern Baptist. Please, I have a question. <laughs> have you have you noticed the pattern? Have you have you guys noticed the pattern when it comes to movies? 
if you're watching, like, I'm somebody who loves historical movies. Like, I've been to Iceland, I've been to Norway, and I've followed most of their documentaries, and uh, I've actually visited their museums, studied their history. But when you follow their documentaries, you realize that they fall under the category of science fiction. But the documentaries about Christ, do they fall under the same category? No, because people believe that these things really happened. Snakes but it's the same thing. Someone walked on water. It's the same thing. Yeah, what fiction is relevant. It's fiction. If if you tell somebody that you know their spiritual belief is um, just like the Moxmen that believe in Odin, and you 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 say that these things are myths, right? And they are sci-fi. Why can't you tag the same thing with Christian religion and Islamic religion? Are they all non-mates? We will the get there. Of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we will get there, but I don't think it's going to happen in our generation. I'm not sure because <laughs> these lies, the of Jesus Christ. The lies have entered the internet, which is already a big problem. So it's going to still be passed on from generation to generation. So it's a slow, it's a slow process. Say, but I would still say that I'm actually a bit encouraged because at the time that I became an atheist, I was sure that I was the only Nigerian atheist. <laughs> Are you serious? You too? So Me too. I'm telling and you, if you know how happy I was. They wouldn't think hmm. indoctrination was just too strong, so I was sure, so I just kept that. I just kept to myself. I'm telling you, that's exactly the same thing I felt until I found Leo Igwe. Do you know Leo Igwe? Yeah. It was the first Nigerian that I saw that did not believe. And it was one video that I released that time about witches and all these countries, how I was studying this witchcraft stuff, how many women have been banished and falsely accused of witchcraft just because of some characteristics. And this thing happened. This thing. And then it also to, happened in Europe. Exactly. It happened, it you, happened you in you Europe. Trace? They were even burning them and hanging them. Salem witch trials. These are the human in America to seek order. Happened in America too. Yeah. You know, these are the human tendencies to seek order, and these things happen when there is conflicting desires. You know, it, it is normal for the continuous survival of human beings. It's part of the experience. You you see people, you know, come up with uh, uh, totems and uh, prohibitions that is is hedged around their their belief system to ensure that uh, some others, you know, the others that they have seeked is not violated and uh, all these things becomes uh, customs. That is where customs come into play. You know, they are all wrapped up in or crystallized in, 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 in belief system or supernatural forces. You know, to me, they are all made. So these things can easily be challenged. And uh, it is that... Um, connection of uh, supernatural forces with the way we live our life that makes people believe that they have to hold this thing so supreme that nobody is bound to change it. It makes them become rigid and uh, uh, it com- becomes a convention in the society. So I, I totally agree with you, son of God. Yeah, well, you know, that, that's what I'm saying that is ruling the society now. The people that believe, if you go and check out the people who still believe that the earth is flat, go and check most of them. They are holding on to this 
because the Bible describes the earth as the firmament and uh, sun hitting the whole um, surface <laughs> at once. If you hear the whole thing, you might almost be conv- convinced that the earth is actually flat. You need to go and listen to those people's debates. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what convinced us that the world was not flat? Evidence. <laughs> <This is> funny. <laughs> yeah, they, so they don't work with evidence. They only work with... <laughs> you can't, that's why where they believe weird things. When you believe things without evidence, you can believe anything if it is well packaged. Do you know that in history, or do you know in history, somebody was actually burnt alive for saying that the earth was the center of the universe? Oh, Giordano Bruno, Giordano Bruno. I can't, I'll I'll look for the guy. Put him on my head. Burnt alive for when I was, yes, he was burnt alive, yes, because the church ruled that time. Anything that was opposing. Or contrary to what what, what the scripture mm, said, okay. it was considered uh, as um, um, blast heresy. Exactly. It's all those are the dark ages. Exactly. Uh, that's why they're dark. But obviously, Genesis are and that was the time, crazy, crazy. Exactly. That was the time, oh. and that was the time. Oh, sorry. Let me just say, um, but that was the time that they would hire all these people. They would say they are chosen by God. Um, there was one documentary I was still watching some months ago about how one guy. He, he died eventually. I think he fell sick and he died. This guy was, a, they called him a witch hunter. They would claim that the, uh, the people, they used to hire him. They would call him, he used to, he, the guy reigned in many towns in Europe. Anytime they say anyone is accused of witchcraft, he would get that person, torture that person, and make that person to confess. They would say on this river that they would throw the, the person into. And they say if the water rejects them, it means that the person is not a witch. But the person sinks, it was part of the torture tactic. If the person sinks, it means that the person is a witch. What kind of scam is that? And they used to try to cheat. They used to try to cheat and make people Sink. Obviously, they, they happen. And the church, it was the church that was hiring these people. And once you're accused of witchcraft, they hang you or they burn you. Then they were burning them initially. They now started hanging. And it was the church that was controlling all these things. The evil that the church has done. If we start down, we sleep here. Oh, maybe we start. Maybe we start right now. It's almost two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost two hours now. It was nice having everybody here. I want to go sleep. Work day tomorrow. Also continues. Ah no! Thank you for having me. Everybody, thank All you right, for coming. Like thank you, Mr. Kingsley. Thank you, Nari. Thank you. Thank you everyone in the audience. We see you. We will do this again next Thank time. Alright, good meeting y'all. Same here. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Ah, someone we have finished. Sorry. Alright, so we're ending the room. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Kindly subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and many, many other places. Have a great week, and I'll catch you on the next one.